After 6 a.m., good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Shuloi, 
J.M. in the A.M. Pretty powerful selection, huh? Our friends in the Sephardic community are already saying Slichos. They've been doing that since the beginning of Elul. Uh, we start saying Slichos in the Ashkenazi community early, early, early this coming Sunday morning, many late Saturday night. And those are words that are uh, from Slichos, and they, that is one of the most amazing Slichos selections ever. <laughs> really incredible. Uh, eight Time Cats off Live in Jerusalem, volume number two. Kol Hashemad done by uh, Benny Friedman. You heard Yaeli Klein and Vav Filu. L'chaim, that was Shragi Gestetner. Yaeli Greenfeld had Shulam and the Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this September the 10th, day 21 in the month of Elul, the year 5780. Tough Shin Pei. Yep, we're still in the same year. A week from tomorrow night, it'll be different. Let's hope uh, next year is a little bit more of the type of year we'd expect. That would be nice. 74 degrees with 94% humidity. Winds are west at 6 miles per hour. Scattered thunderstorms, the potential for heavy rainfall. It's a rough day in this area with a high temperature of 79. And tonight, thunderstorms and a low of 70. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 78 degrees. We shall lime right now at 94. We're at 74 in New York City. As we say good morning at JM and the AM. Well, it's a Thursday, and for the Wallach and Siegel families, uh, Shever Brachas has just ended. For those of you who've been through the experience, you know that it is a combination of uh, a lot of eating, <laughs> a lot of celebrating, not minimizing that, Baruch Hashem, we have an opportunity to celebrate and continue to celebrate, and uh, and quite a lot of fatigue as well, Baruch Hashem, really good fatigue. Um. And to all of the family and friends who pitched in to make it a wonderful Shever Brochus week, thank you. And I'm sure every Chatan and Kala, every Chassan and Kala out there around the world has a tremendous amount of appreciation. I know that ours does for the uh, incredible um, sacrifice that people make. I don't, I don't just mean parents. I mean, in general, family, friends, to be at the Simcha, to enjoy the Simcha, to participate to make Sheva Brachas, to prepare Sheva Brachas, to take care of all the details. And when you have a Hassan and Kala who are obviously, um, who, who, who to whom it is obvious, or I should say when you have a Hassan and Kala to whom for us it is obvious that they appreciate it, it makes it even nicer. So to Lizzie and Yosef and to the entire Wallach and Siegel families, a big, big Mazel Tov, and it's, it really is wonderful to have a Hassan and Kala who just appreciate everybody who's making it such an amazing and incredible start to their marriage. And uh, and we look forward to more and more smachot, please, God. Um, as someone said to me, because we, thank God, had the opportunity to make a wedding last summer, and now, of course, we ended this summer with a wedding. Someone said to me, uh, looks like it's an annual affair, and I said, halavai, halavai, we should have at least one per year, if not more. Thank God, thank God. JM in the AM Thursday at 27 minutes before 7 o'clock. There's so much to talk about regarding our schedule. Uh, Thursday, as you know, is a really, really big day here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We have Rabbi Brander joining us during JM in the AM this morning and a couple of other really important things we're going to be talking about. Plus, of course, we're making final preparations for our weekly update tomorrow. Malcolm Honline will return on 9-11. Yeah, tomorrow. He'll return tomorrow and... Uh, 
We will speak with him about the news of the week and the news of the day during our weekly update tomorrow morning at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Coming up today, Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock, Michael Fragan at 9.30, 10 a.m. for Jew in the City Speaks as Allison Josephs um, uh, presents her broadcast, her program, Jew in the City Speaks, which is a... uh, a show that uh, happens here every single Thursday at um, 10 a.m. Just checking of Rummy's schedule to see what I need to remind you about. Oh, the uh, deputy mayor of uh, Jerusalem, Flora Hassan Nahum, is uh, going to be uh, a guest of um, Allison Joseph's. That's a conversation she she did earlier um, earlier in the schedule. It's uh, being encored this morning, a very interesting one. On the That's Life, Miriam L. Wallach, who will have a lot to say about uh, some of the recent um, uh, delicious food items that she's been uh, trying, and we'll give you details about that coming up, um, meaning during uh, That's Life and then during the live lunch. Uh, she's going to feature um, uh, Nahum Siegel and Dr. Jonathan Pillay. She writes here, two experienced ballet tefillah who will discuss prepping for Yom Tov 2020 where only some things are the same. I'm honored to be part of that conversation. It should be interesting. And um, that happens during That's Life starting at 10.30 this morning. 11 a.m. for the Thursday live lunch. We'll have a throwback Thursday at 1 o'clock. And, of course, JM Rewind at 4 p.m. Mark Zomik has announced uh, announced, um, what his intention is tonight during the uh, Erev Shabbos show. Uh, and, and it's such an amazing concept um, that I wanted to just spend a minute talking about it. This is a show that, on a weekly basis, um, this is a show that, on a weekly basis, is presented by the wonderful people at Kedem and is is prepared in a unique fashion for that specific week, depending on the Parsha, depending on what's going on in the calendar, etc. Tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and encored at 3 a.m. and at 10 a.m. tomorrow, a very special Erev Shabbos show where we will count down, Mark writes, the top 10 songs from the Shivan and Nechemta Haftorot that we read between Tisha B'Av and Rosh Hashanah. You won't want to miss three hours of great Jewish music, perfectly appropriate for this holiday season. Tune in and find out who takes the top slot. Will it be a shocker, or will it be the astute listeners, or will the astute listeners not be surprised at what songs Mark selects for the top ten? So 7 p.m. tonight, 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, oh, by the way, and Mark made a point of this, there will be no bonus JM tomorrow. He's going to make sure to be up and engineer things properly, or engineer things, I should say, well, not just properly, but uh, engineer things accordingly to make sure that the entire show is heard before JM and the AM. So you'll be able to, um, if you're listening in that 3 AM slot, like people in Israel who are listening at 10 in the morning, you'll hear the entire show and hear the entire countdown. So I thank Mark for that. Big thank you to our friends at Kedem for sponsoring the show, and we are looking forward to presenting that starting tonight at 7 p.m. here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Ah, okay, so <laughs> more coming up, as we like to say.
Um, more coming up. This is a selection from Aspaklaria at JM in the AM.
pretty good, huh? Thank you. Simcha Liner Mimkomcha. Pretty good. Liner live in Odessa. Oh, if Shalom done by Lipa. You heard Shlaimi Gertner in there with Nishmas. Od Yishama. That was Aspaklaria here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning on this September the 10th, the 21st of Elul. Top of the hour coming up. We have our news from Israel. Rabbi Goldwasser, of course, at 7.30. Rabbi Brander is going to join us from Israel coming up from our Torah Stone. We'll talk about a big learnathon that's going on later on in the uh, in the show. Big Thursday, as I told you, Charlie Harari at 9, 9.30 for Michael Fragan, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Jew in the City Speaks with uh, Allison Josephs. Um, Miriam L. Wallach and That's Life at 10.30. The discussion today about how different it will be to lead services during these high holidays. 11 o'clock for the live lunch. should be a very, very interesting live lunch today for those of you who like following the uh, the goings-on here at the Nahum Siegel Network. should be very interesting. And um, JM Rewind coming up at 4 at 7 p.m. As many of you know, a very special edition of the Arab Shabbos show brought to you by Kedem, hosted by Mark Zamek. He'll do the top 10... Shiva de Nechemta, seven consolatory Haftorot selections of the last seven weeks. I'll actually count them down, no joke. <laughs> That'll be on at the 7 p.m. Eastern Time, tomorrow at 3 a.m. Eastern Time, and tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time as well. Here, <coughs> excuse me, on NSN. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSegal.com, and the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Big shout-out to our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms, casinofarms.com in Queens. Big shout-out to our friends at Aaron's West Orange, aaronswestorange.com there in New Jersey. Both preparing everybody for next week's Yuntif. After all, the new year starts a week from tomorrow night. Believe it or not, I'm be- uh, everybody. Pretty amazing. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to JM the גלי צהל השעה שתיים, שלום רב, כאן תליה כהן, עם מה שקורה עכשיו. הטיפול במשבר הקורונה. שרים בכירים טוענים לאחר הדיון אצל ראש הממשלה, גדלו הסיכויים להליכה לסגר כללי. כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרה וולברג עם הפרטים. בכירים בממשלה טוענים כי גדלו הסיכויים להליכה לסגר כללי. מוקדם יותר היום נערך דיון מצומצם אצל ראש הממשלה, שגם הוא הביע תמיכה בעמדה הנוקשה של בכירי מערכת הבריאות. בעוד זמן קצר יכונס קבינט הקורונה במטרה לקבל הכרעה כבר היום. שר האוצר ישראל כץ צפוי להתנגד במהלך הישיבה להטלת סגר מלא, בטענה כי מהלך כזה יפגע אנושות בכלכלה הישראלית. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי ענבי מוסר כי שר האוצר ישראל כץ נועד בנוסף בשעה זו עם ראשי המגזר העסקי בנוגע למשמעויות הכלכליות של הטלת ההגבלות על כלל הציבור. ובתוך כך נמשכת העלייה החדה במספר הנדבקים. אמש הובחנו כמעט 4,000 חולים חדשים כחיוביים לנגיף. השר אלי כהן מהליכוד הגיב בגלי צהל לצילומים בהם תועד אמש כשהוא מפר את ההנחיות במהלך השתתפותו בחתונה ואמר, הסרתי את המסכה כדי להתחבק. הוא רק את המסכה באמת לכבד את... בעל השמחה, אבל אני חייב לומר שאני בנושא הזה מקבל את הביקורת, וגם אפילו בצילומים, אם בעל השמחה, חתן או כלה, נקפיד גם על עטיית מסכה, מה שנקרא, אפילו גם לצילומים שאפילו ערכו מספר שניות.
דיווחים ראשוניים בלבנון על שריפה גדולה באזור הנמל בביירות. מדווח כתב תחום הערבים דורון קדוש. קצת יותר מחודש אחרי הפיצוץ הגדול שהרעיד את ביירות והרס לחלוטין את אזור הנמל, שרפה נוספת פרצה באותו מקום. ככל הנראה מחסן צמיגים ונפט הוא שנשרף ועשן כבד מתעמר באזור. כוחות הכיבוי בביירות הוזעקו להשתלט על להבות הענק. עדיין לא ידוע האם יש נפגעים באירוע ומה הסיבה לשרפה. השר עמיר פרץ הודיע על הקמת צוות משותף עם משרד המשפטים שיסייע למשפחתו של יעקוב אבו אלקיעאן אשר נורה למוות על ידי שוטרים באום אל-חיראן לפני כשלוש שנים. השר פרץ, אשר מכהן גם כממונה על הרשות להסדרה בחברה הבדואית, אמר במהלך ביקור אצל משפחת אבו אלקיעאן כי הוא מביע צער רב על אובדן החיים וכי חובתנו להתנצל בפני המשפחה ולעשות צדק עם שמו של יעקוב. זעם במגזר החרדי כלפי שר התקשורת יועז הנדל בעקבות הודעתו על הסדרה בתחום הטלפונים הכשרים ועל איסור חסימת שיחות למוקדי חירום ורווחה ושירותים של מוסדות המדינה. הנה דבריו של דובר ועדת הרבנים לענייני תקשורת אבי בלומנטל ותגובתו של השר הנדל לטענות. אין שום בעיה לנהל דיאלוג, אבל כשמגיע שר תקשורת שלא מכיר את המגזר החרדי וכופה את זה עליו מלמעלה, הדבר הזה מעורר הרבה מאוד זעם. אנחנו מאמינים שהשר הנדל יחזור בו מהכוונה להתערב. אני מקבל הרבה תגובות חיוביות מהציבור החרדי. אין לי גם כוונה להיכנס לתכנים ולמנהגים במגזר החרדי, אבל החובה שלי כשר תקשורת זה למנוע פגיעה אפשרית במשתמשים החרדים. מקבל את הביקורת באהבה, אבל נחוש לתת שירות לאזרחי מדינת ישראל. מדבריהם הביא כתבנו לענייני דתות, שחר גליק. מזג האוויר ברוב אזורי הארץ עדיין חם מהרגיל עד שרבי, הקלה בעומס החום תורגש רק ביום ראשון. אלה החדשות שעורכת עמית נגבי.
מספיק, כבר כלו הקיצים, כבר אפיים שנה יהודים מקווים, בתמימות טרור המחכים, אולי היום הוא יגיע. עם כל הכוח שיש, רק תבקש אלוקים תודה על כל מה שיש, תקום ותצחק את העצב תמחק
J.M. in the A.M. Uh, the, Stulliner Nigun, the Stulliner Nigun from an album entitled the, uh, uh, what they call that? The, the what project? There was a name for that. The Nigun Project, it's called. The Nigun Project with the Stulliner Nigun here at J.M. in the A.M. Shimmy Engel had Shaneus. You heard Chazakim done by Maishi Tischler. Thursday morning, JMAM. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Tomorrow, our weekly update, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, will join us here for the weekly update tomorrow about 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we are going to check in tomorrow morning with um, Chabad in Portland, Oregon. There have been reports about uh, arson at the Chabad of uh, Portland, Oregon. We will speak to the rabbi tomorrow morning in the 8 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. Find out how our brothers and sisters in Portland are going, or I should say are making their way through this crisis situation. And there it really is a crisis, no joke. So we'll talk about that tomorrow morning. Big day here on Thursday, here today, Thursday, big day here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Um, Charlie Harari coming up at 9 o'clock after JM and the AM, then Michael Fragan, then Allison Josephs. <clears throat> Today she has an encore presentation of uh, a really good show, one that she did with um, Honorable Deputy Mayor of Yerushalayim, Floyd Hassan Nahum. She'll speak with him between 10 and 10.30. At 10.30, Miriam Wallach has both me and Dr. Jonathan Pillay uh, Balei Tzvila discussing prepping for Yom Tov 2020, where only some things are the same. Not everything's the same, that's for sure. Some things are the same. 
Um, oh, that just reminded me. I got to find out what the story is with Slicha Saturday night. I don't even know <laughs> what the story is. Is it a, is it a regular service or not? Um, okay, just writing some notes to myself. Uh, the live lunch between 11 and 1 should be a very, very interesting live lunch. I think this week and next have the potential to be very, very interesting live lunches. So tune in between 11 and 1 for all the uh, all the um, goings-on here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, and you know about tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline will join us, of course. Tonight is a big night for us because tonight at 7 p.m., it's the first run of Mark Zamek's special Erev Shabbos show for uh, Parshas Nitzavim Vayelach, but even more importantly for the seventh of the seven Shiva Dinechemta. Let me read to you the uh, the little note that um, that Mark sent yesterday describing what's going on tonight at 7 p.m. He writes, on a very special Erev Shabbos show, sponsored by the wonderful people at Kedem, we'll count down the top ten songs of the Shivan and Nechemta Haftorot, the seven Haftorot reread between Tisha B'Av and Rosh Hashanah. You won't want to miss three hours of great Jewish music, perfectly appropriate for this holiday season. Tune in and find out who takes the number one slot. Will it be a shocker or will the astute listeners not be surprised at which songs Mark selects for the top ten tonight? So it's 7 p.m. tonight, Erev Shabbos show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. It'll be encored at 3 a.m. tomorrow, right before JM in the a.m., perfect for those of you in Israel, and at 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow as well for the Erev Shabbos show. So we always have great programming, and every week we amaze everybody with what we provide, and I'm so proud of it. But when we get to Thursday, boy, oh, boy, we are just chock full of great stuff where you literally don't have to touch your dial between Thursday morning and, uh, and Friday at candlelighting time. Like You could just let it go the entire time. And no reason why you shouldn't. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, let's wish a uh, let's wish a Mazel Tov to David and Bracha Friedman upon the birth of twin baby boys from Flatbush, Brooklyn. Mazel Tov. Listener Yaakov wants to make sure that we wish him and them, I should say. A Mazal Tov, which of course we do from all of us here at JM in the AM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best. Serving the kosher world since 1954. And now, enjoy a 10% discount at kosherdogs.net when you use promo code radio. Use promo code radio at kosherdogs.net and you enjoy a 10 discount. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. Uh, so I was going into the annals of Jewish music and I found the original Ruach album. I assume this goes back, I guess, to the mid-70s, right? Would that be appropriate? I think the mid-70s. So going back about 45 years, here's a selection for you from Ruach at JM in the AM.
this land tonight I'm taking my children, my family and my wife I'm leaving this land tonight I'm taking my children, my family and my wife Children, children, pack your bags and grab that food I promise Dad and no It'll all be good For peace in Eretz Yisrael, and also for peace here in America, Shir Hamalus. Shir Hamalus, be my 
JM in the AM. Yeshiva boys. Yeshiva boys with one of their live performances. That's called uh, Shira Malos here at JM in the AM. Nice job on that, I must say. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Rogers Park selection, Shira, Lule Hamanti, that was Ruach. Yeah, we went back in time to a recording of about 45 years ago, the original Ruach album with Lule Hamanti, words that we're saying now as we say, L'David Hashem Ori. Pretty amazing. Uh, we are giving Rabbi Goldwasser the morning off. He'll return, of course, Sunday with Matis on JM Sunday and Monday here at JM in the AM, we'll do our LL chauffeur blowing, continue with more on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Mivan Siach done by Derech Achim. Moses and Me, that was the eighth day selection. Thursday morning here at JM in the AM. Our friends in the Sephardic community have been saying Slichot for a while, but we in the Ashkenazi community will begin this coming early, early, early Sunday morning, some late Saturday night. And um, we're getting closer and closer to the brand new year. We're already at the 21st of Elul of 5780. And yes, we're anxious to start the new year and pray that it'll be one of uh, a little bit different than this one, hopefully with a lot more, even more, I should say, even more brachot and mazal and everything that all of us uh, pray for. Thursday morning, JMAM, lots of rain out there with scattered thunderstorms, the potential for heavy rainfall on this Thursday, a high of 79. 94 right now in Yerushalayim. 74 degrees here in New York City as we say good morning at JM the AM. Well, our wonderful friend Rabbi Kenny Brander is with us live via telephone. He, of course, is the president of Artura Stone. He's the Rosh Hashiva at Artura Stone in Israel. The work they're doing is amazing, and you can imagine he is one of many leaders in our community who is paying special attention to what's happening next Shabbat, meaning preparing for the high holidays with all the uncertainty and restrictions. And for those of us here in the New York area, we know what our restrictions are, and everyone's preparing accordingly. And our leaders are trying to do the smartest thing possible with the COVID-19 situation. In Israel, in a lot of cases, it's uh, even more difficult to navigate all this, and there's a lot of uncertainty, literally, that's still going on a week before Yontif. So they, um, the leaders in Israel have, uh, in, in some ways, have an even tougher situation as we get closer and closer to the brand new year. Rabbi Brander, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum, and uh, may I just wish you and the Wallach family a very special Mazel Tov. Uh, can't think of two families more appropriate to unite together as one. Much appreciated, very, very much appreciated, and yes, we've, we've, gotten, the, we've gotten even closer over the last couple of weeks, and Baruch Hashem, you're 100% Baruch right, Hashem. our families, thank God. Um, have been uh, have been through this process uh, almost flawlessly, and uh, Baruch Hashem, it's been a tremendous bracha. And now that Shavar Brachas has come to an end as of last night, we wish a Mazel Tov to Lizzie and Yosef, and they should continue to have an amazing life together. Uh, Rabbi Brander, yeah. y- you know, I mean, it's no secret, you know that our poskim, our halachic decisors on this side of the ocean, and our rabbis and leaders have been spending a lot of time thinking about what the high holidays should be and how people should be acting uh, for the upcoming Yontif because, obviously, we try to take all the restrictions and safeguards as responsibly as possible, and at the same time, we want to be in shul. We want to be, you know, and have as close to a normal service as possible. Uh, The impression we get on this side of the world is that your job over there is even tougher because it seems that there's more uncertainty and, unfortunately, a big spike in Israel, and I don't think anybody really knows, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think anybody really knows until almost the last minute what the government might or might not say about what's going to be happening next weekend, next Shabbat, on Rosh Hashanah. Is that an accurate portrayal? Yes, I think it's an accurate portrayal, and, and what I've been trying to do, uh, at least with uh, one one hat that I have the privilege of wearing and that is, we have, uh, as you know, 277 shlichim, wow. you know, emissaries, rabbinic couples all over the world. And uh, several months ago, uh, in cooperation and, and, and benefiting from the psaac of so many great gedolim, both uh, you know, in Israel and outside of Israel, 
personalities like Rav Asher Weiss and Rav Herschel Schechter Schlita. Um, we put together a few months ago protocols, uh, both what I would call experiential and programmatic protocols for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot for all our 277 shlichim, as well as halachic protocols from how to blow the shofar to the fact, well, if you can only have a halachic service for two and a half hours, what are the priorities? If you can only have a halachic service for an hour and a half, if you only have one chazan, and because you can only have a certain amount of people uh, in the location together, both inside or outside, and the chazan needs to lead five services in Rosh Hashanah, how early can he start? Uh, what parts can he repeat? And uh, all different permutations. Wow. And uh, we put together the materials months ago, and then last week we released a magzer, which is a condensed magzer, based again on postgim as well as what the army, what what our students in the army need to do when they are also on the front lines, which we have 550 as you and I speak right now, um, and we put together uh, a magzer like that, which has gone, you know, we haven't published it or anything like that, because it's please God only for this year. He put it online, and Rabbanim all over the world um, are are thinking about how to use it. We, we've heard from shuls all over the world that they're, they're, they are going to use it. Um, and it's our way of both helping the communities that we feel we have a responsibility for, particularly the 277 of our students and Baron and Strauss Amiel programs, as well as all Jews that might want to look to us for for some leadership. Um, And I know that uh, I just got an email from a shul in Riverdale saying that they're using it. Wow! And I know multiple shuls and you know around the world in Australia and South Africa, in Europe, in the United States, in Yerushalayim, that have decided to use this. It's not a one size fits all. People want to use it. They can go onto our site ots.org.il, ots.org.il, and, and download it. Regarding what's going on, particularly in Israel, listen, the numbers have have spiked. Thank God. The plus is that I think people are starting to take this seriously again. Wow. Um, you know, we have a child in high school, um, um, and he, he, there was one kid that had corona, then it was two or three, and therefore the whole class is now learn, learning on Zoom, but all of the children are in their own rooms in quarantine until they all get their tests back, you know, their, their corona tests, but that's north of 80 kids. Right, and you're, and you're, um, and you're describing and youngsters who live in Israel. You also have a responsibility yeah. to a lot of people from abroad. Yeah, thank God the, the kids abroad are, uh, thank God, they're all corona-free, at least the ones in Midrash at Lindenbaum, thank God, are all corona-free. They've been in what's called capsules, and that's true for all the schools, all the schools. One of the modern miracles was that, and it's thanks to a lot of special people, that all of the schools, from the most ultra-religious Zionist to the most ultra-Haredi, they all work together uh, on how to create protocols and to represent all of the foreign students coming in to the government. So whatever, wherever you are on the spectrum, whether you sing Hatikva three times during davening <laughs> or would never allow such words to walk into your Beit Midrash, 
Um, everyone worked together on this. It's mamish, uh, a messianic moment. And, and, those of, um, and those of us who wonder about it, whether across the board all groups are, are adhering to the rules, the reality in Israel is that everyone's really being supervised in those type of settings pretty heavily, correct? You know, listen, I, I haven't, there's there's thousands of kids in this. I haven't checked everyone, but right. I can tell you that in our schools, you know, the police have come multiple times to right. check, and I assume we're no different than everybody else. Right. Uh, our, our Israeli kids, for example, and we have uh, close to 5,000 of those, the thank God in most of the schools we've been corona-free, but the Israeli women in one of the Midrash at Lindenbaum schools, we have three Midrash at Lindenbaum schools, the rule is that the, the Israelis can be in what's called capsules and groups of 50. We actually uh, were stricter than the government. We put them in groups of only 25. Mm-hmm. And in a few different capsules last week, a few kids weren't feeling well. I mean, they're all doing fine, but they weren't feeling well, so we made them all get, we made them get corona tests. Two or three of the uh, young women felt uh, not well, the Israelis, and we sent... 150 of those students, the whole the whole Israeli school system of that of that of that particular branch, the Jerusalem branch, we sent them all home, and we just continued uh, to teach online. They have full classes from eight o'clock in the morning till eight nine o'clock at night on Zoom because first of all we don't want them to lose Rosh Hashanah, right. and second of all we didn't want because we're new at this and. Mm-hmm. We've gotten tremendous compliments from uh, Ms. Radha Prayut from the health ministry for being uh, way more aggressive than they require. But I think everybody is pretty much taking this a little bit more seriously, and please God, We'll, uh, the numbers will start to go down. Right, right. Dr. Kenny Branders with us, Artura Stone president and Rosh Hashiva, speaking to us from Artura Stone in Israel. All right, there are a couple, I mean, we'll get to Chauffeur in the Park and some of the other initiatives specifically for this Rosh Hashanah, but I, let, me, let me ask you this. I mean, I'm sure others are curious who are listening, not just me. When you say abridged machzer, could you give me a good example from the abridged machzer of what was, in fact, the bridge? Like, could you give us an example of what was done or eliminated or suggested that would give us an idea of the direction you went with in terms of the abridged machzer? So, for example, Rabbi Salvavechik never uh, really said many piyutim in the Musaf. He only had one. So we kept in the one that he always said, plus one more, Unasanatokas. What, so what, what was the one he always said? Um, that's wow. the one he always said. Interesting. Uh, you know, the whole my meaning. So, you know, based on also the fact that Reb Shechner wrote that you could take out those other piyutim. Right. So we took out, we took out those other piyutim. We kept in Unasanatokas, not because there's a halachic requirement, uh, but Unasanatokas is Unasanatokas. Right. Um, but we put Unasanatokas and that piyut of Ochez Be'ad Mishpat in a, a shaded color because it's not halachically required that one do it. So right. depending on where you are, you decide whether you want to do it or not. Uh, there aren't, there aren't long Mishabayrachs for the people who get aliyahs. It's like Mishabayrach, you know, it's the, it's, it's the Mishabayrach that you say on Simchas Torah. Wow. Uh, you know, because Mishabayrachs can take 15, 20 minutes. That's for sure. Um, 
So instead of Mishaberach taking 15, 20 minutes, this Mishaberach says, you know, Mishaberach, Yivarech at Avot, Yivarech at Banim, call it a day. And God knows who we're talking about here. We don't need to make this longer. In certain places, in certain communities, they won't be able to say a complete repetition of both the Shachris, the Shachris and Musaf Amida, because they can't have such a long service. Right. So we, we, we show them how halachically it is permitted to have a, in Bishasat Chach, when there's a serious, serious issue of too much, um, issues of people being, corona, uh, you know, people having corona and it being hot outside. Like there's some communities that's, you, it's 74 degrees by you. But, you know, it's going to be, in it, the 90s it, it, it was 100 degrees last right. Shabbos in, in Yerushalayim. It's the mid-90s so, right now where you are, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, but the, my point is, and Yerushalayim is cooler than right. other areas. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, so, we did, so we did things of that nature. Um, so you cut, out, you cut out piyutim, you cut out 45 minutes of davening. So piyutim, but there's a difference between cu- cutting out piyutim which we don't want to cut out because it represents the taste, the tapestry, right. the color. The uniqueness. Of, the of, uniqueness of the high holidays. Uniqueness. Right. right. But there are pieces of the Chagim that you must say the, the whole, right. the whole Davin, the whole real Shemana Esrei, for lack of a better term, right. the, the guts of the Shemana Esrei. That we didn't, that we didn't take. Avinu Malkeinu doesn't need to be said as a community. It can be said at home after Davani. Right. The David Hashem Ori can be said after Davani. Right. You know, so those pieces we put in when I'm, you know, in a shaded thing, depending on what your time constraints are based on the medical and halachic guidance that you have been given. Um, so things of that nature, the intros to Tia Shofer. Tia Shofer is critical. It's the... It's the heart. It's the it's the obligation of the day. But Lama Tzayach of Nekorah seven times right. is not a uh, requirement of the day. It's it's mentioned in the Sechet Sofrim that it should be said on Rosh Hashanah. It doesn't say seven times. Right. Um, and it's a beautiful and important prayer. But if it needs to be not said. Because we're concerned about the most important thing, v'chai b'hem, we have to live by the commandments. So, please God, next year, because of things of this nature, we will have uh, all congregants having the capacity to say it fully because they're healthy, because we were concerned about their health, which is the most important uh, guiding principle that halacha reminds us of. You know, it's funny because obviously in Jewish history, things like this have happened before. In fact, Again, some of the people you mentioned in this conversation who you're leaning on for advice, you know, have studied what happened 100 years ago, 200 years ago during other epidemics and how great, right. great Torah giants paskins. And obviously, right. obviously people are those in those the people in those positions obviously have some concern about the attitude that some people might have when you start eliminating things in tefillah. But frankly, Rabbi Brander, I believe the way our community works communally I believe we will enthusiastically reinsert those pieces in future years. And I don't think there's a real fear that we're making these changes permanently, as some people have suggested. I think we will enthusiastically, just like those of us who had the privilege of running back to shul, have run back and have come early and stayed late. I think we as a community will enthusiastically reintroduce everything back into our service. I, I think that's, Nakam, I think that's a correct and important point. I just want to make it clear. 
It's not that we sent this magzor, this magzor over to Gedolei Torah for their approval. We called from many different sources, right. including some of the people they mentioned. Right. But at the foot, at, at, as a footer of each line of the magzor, it says halachically condensed magzor for this Rosh Hashanah only, right. uh, for 5781 right. only, Tavshin Pei And right. also, that's why we wouldn't print it. There were, there were newspapers in Israel that wanted to print this magzor, and we said, no, we don't want, we don't want that. Right. We want to give people a link if they want to use it, but all of a sudden, you know, next year where somebody says, you know, hey, listen, you know, I, I just want a, you know, a shortcut. That's right. not the goal of this. The goal of this is to save lives. Let me, That's uh, the only goal. Let me give the address one more time. It's a wonderful service for the community uh, brought to you by Artura Stone. It's ots.org.il slash machzor, M-A-C-H-Z-O-R, ots.org.il slash machzor. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Now, you mentioned Takiya Shofar. Obviously, we're concerned about it this year. It, it's one day. It's Sunday. It's the second day of Yom Tov that we would, uh, that we will be, pl- please God, blowing the shofar. Now there is a concept or an initiative uh, called Shofar in the Park. I think we've had a similar thing on this side of the world. What happens in Israel under your leadership uh, with the Shofar in the Park uh, situation? A program that we have in which we interact with close to four hundred thousand. Uh, Israelis of the general population over a course of a year through the Matnasim, the Jewish community centers, is about creating a chauffeur blowing in the parks. This year we will be in 250 locations. We work with uh, Sohar uh, because we need to find multiple chauffeur blowers, obviously. Uh, and we we expect, uh, especially this year, the normally we hit we, there are around 40,000 people that come to the parks for chauffeur blowing. We're going to have multiple chauffeur blowings throughout in the park because we can only have a certain amount in each uh, set of uh, chauffeur blasts because of the hanchayot, the protocols from the uh, Ministry of Health. But we want it to be a spiritual happening with songs and blessings for the children. We want there to be, there will be many who will be afraid to go to synagogues and therefore the chauffeur of a park experience is not just to fulfill the biblical mandate of blowing the shofar. It's really to create a spiritual happening with songs, blessings, and it's a Jewish happening, so there'll be candy for the children, um, you know, for all the, you know, for the population. The population is searching for this. And we're going to do that also for Priyom Kippur. We've created a family-driven magzer. We are going to have, uh, you know, uh, holiday experiences in the parks, um, using the parks um, as a safe place for people to gather in a distant fashion that allows people who are desperately looking for the spiritual touch of the chagim to be able to connect with them. You know, so, I, 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 I mean, I've said similar statements um, in the past about a topic like this, especially as I remember my father's analysis of the relationship between uh, Orthodox and non-Orthodox Jews in Israel. Uh, people don't realize, and I know that this is a general statement and there are exceptions, so I, I get that. But a lot of people don't realize that 100 years ago in Palestine, 80 years ago in Palestine, 60 years ago in Israel— this would not have been happening. There was so much resentment, unfortunately, generally speaking, between the communities 
Uh, again, we think today there is, and there are issues, obviously, between the communities, but thank God, thank God, programs like this can now be led by an Orthodox institution, and and people in the hundreds of thousands will enthusiastically attend, searching for that spirit of the holiday that you described. And I think it's such a significant thing to keep in mind that we are, thank God, people don't realize because we sometimes emphasize the divisions. We are so much more united now, especially in the Holy Land. And the fact that this program in 2020 can take place and you could attract people from north, south, east to west to come to all those locations and and feel part of the holiday is just remarkable. Well, your father produced children. Your father, of blessed memory, produced children who understood his vision. And I think that vision is clearly, clearly um, ensconced in what we're doing. It's done without what we call kfia, without type of missionizing or hadata or right. some type of, um, you know, Nahum, I've become a lingual. My Hebrew isn't perfect, but I'm losing my English. So I've, I'm now in an a lingual state in my aliyah. Are, are you thinking? Are you thinking in Hebrew? Or are you thinking in English still? I'm thinking in Hebrew. I'm thinking in Hebrew. Oh, so wow. I have to, you know, I use these words, and I say, "Oh, what does it mean in English?" I'm speaking to Nahum. You know, it's not any form of missionizing or anything else like that. The goal is not to make them orthodox, but it's to give them an opening. Because I think you're right, Nachum. You know, you have Kabbalat Shabbat services. You can have them, whether it's in uh, First Station, Tachana Rishonah, Jerusalem, or on the pier in Tel Aviv. And you can have, like, hundreds of people come and simply, and simply want to connect. You can have a Tanakh study group, uh, 929, or other places, where people just want want to learn. Um, There are Bate Midrashot that are opening up for secular, for lack of a better term, or Jews who are not formally engaged with all the practices. Um, But there there is an interest now. We have to figure out a way to um, feed that interest without uh, coming off um, in a missionizing fashion. And that's the Uh difference between outreach in Israel and outreach in America, because outreach in Israel has the background that you mentioned, and therefore you have to be sensitive to that, whereas outreach in America never had that background, and therefore you can be even perhaps even a little bit more overtly... uh, I don't want to say aggressive, but... uh, (laughs) but Yeah, whatever. Everyone can fill in their own word. Um, I have so much to speak to you on this topic. I will save it till we please God or face-to-face in the Holy Land that we get an opportunity to do this. I I don't know when that's going to happen, right? But I hope in 5781 we really are reunited on the air in Israel. I hope. Uh, or, or Nachum, we've had a, you know, since the last time I've uh, had the privilege of being in your studios, we've had a a grandson in Israel wow. and a granddaughter in America, and uh. I haven't hugged the granddaughter in America yet, so uh. when I can come, uh. I'm going to be coming to uh, Connecticut. <laughs> yes, um, that'll be your first so, stop. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be your second stop. That'll you'll, be your first you'll be stop. You'll be your second stop. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but that will be my first stop. So, you know, uh, guys, we'll connect either in Israel or in you know, before before we end this conversation, and I know you have to go, but l- just give me a minute on on what you're thinking as you hear this news of how many Jews in North America are now applying 
to move to Israel? It, it must be, I mean, I'm sure there's a, a, a little bit of disbelief. You know, all of us didn't realize that, that there would be this type of explosion in the interest in Aliyah. But how do you feel? How do you feel now, you know, a year or two after you made the move and knowing what, you know how North American Jews think, you know, you know what we're ensconced in, in and, and how our lives are. What do you think as you hear about these record numbers? You know, I'm, I'm, um, it really depends on the moment. So I think if you ask me this at a different time, I might give a different answer. But I'm actually somewhere in between. On the one hand, listen, I grew up in, a, in North America. Um, I'm, not, I'm not the type of person who believes in missionizing people to make Aliyah. I'm not going to say, you know, you should come. Because we'll leave the, I do say sometimes to my siblings, we'll leave the light on for you, you know, when there's an issue. But right. the bottom line is, I think, I think we have to make sure that there's a rich uh, Jewish experience in North America, and obviously the center of the Jewish world is Medinat Yisrael. Yep. So any family that wants to come to Israel should come, should understand that it's not a walk in the park, but the long-term benefits for your children are amazing. Um, but also... I'm so privileged to have friends like you and others who are truly leaders of the Jewish community, formal and experiential leaders, and they make a major difference. And they should be, um, their, their portion in the world to come is, in my opinion, uh, despite the Gemara Ketubot and others, because there are other Gemaras, right. I think their, their, their place in the world to come is guaranteed also. So I think that we need to have a strong North American Jewry, and I think that's the way the Minister of the Diaspora Affairs and others looks at it. And I think we also have to have, you know, to strengthen and grow the Jewish population in Israel. Growing the Jewish population in the north, in the Golan and Galil, solves a lot of dem- demographic issues. Growing the Jewish population in, in, uh, Be'er she- in, you know, in Be'er Sheva or in the south, you know, solves a lot of demographic issues. Jews are needed in both places. You have to decide, you know, where you, f- you feel you're going to live a more inspired life. Mm. But we have to live inspired lives, and that's what the shofar is all about. It's reminding us to break the barriers, not just between God and ourselves, but to break the barriers between our true essence and sometimes the the routine that we find ourselves in. Love that. So pers- please, God, we'll all find that place. Love that perspective. Very much appreciate that. But one thing you can say is, you know, the feeling of exhilaration that you're that that, that 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 it's unbelievable. I don't. I don't want to listen. You walk down the street. Nahum, I, I I live a forty-minute walk from Harabayat. Wow. I live a forty-minute walk from Harabayat from my. From my porch, I can see the walls of the old city. From my porch, yeah. I can see the walls of the old city. That never gets old. That yeah. just doesn't get old. The tefillot are, are the tefillot and the prophecies of the tefillot, especially of the haftorot of the past seven weeks. Um, they, they are part of my daily life. They're no longer esoteric, ethereal concepts. I meet people looking to connect to Judaism. I meet non-Jews recognizing the, the, the centrality of Judaism. I, I see the streets of Jerusalem being filled, even in the times of Corona. I see what the prophets speak about, 
happening, the dry bones, I see them rising in front of my eyes. It never gets old. But I don't think we do anybody a service by guilting people coming here. I think people should come here because it's just the place for Jews to live. You have inspired us, right, Brander? Uh, the abridged Machsor, everybody, ots.org.il slash Machsor. OTS.org.il slash Machsor. I'm repeating it because on our app, a bunch of people are asking us exactly how to access it. I take this opportunity, right, Brandon, to wish you a very happy, healthy 5781. Shana Tava And yes, let us please reunite soon, hopefully in the Holy Land during the year. Tavshin Pei Aleph. Amen. Ksiva Vachsimatova to you and to all of your. Listeners. Rabbi Kenneth Brander, Rosh Hashiva, or Torah Stone. Unbelievable conversation. How inspiring. Ten minutes after eight o'clock, it's JM in the AM.
המון אמונה, הם רק רוצים לרקוד. לדוד השם, אורי ואישי, אורי ואישי, מי מיהרה? השם מעוז חיי, איי ממי יפחד? איי ממי יפחד? אם תחנה עליי מחנה לא יירא ליבי אם תקום עליי עליי מלחמה בזאת אני פותח גם כי אלך בגס על לדוד אשר הורים ואישים אתה עימתי, אוי אוי אוי, 
JM in the AM. Shalshelis Jr. with Tovla Hodos. Before that, Lenny Solomon and Hodva Hadar. You heard Lamana Chai done by the great Rav Shlomo Kalbach and Yaakov Shweki had David in there. Words we say now during the month of Elul and beyond. And Rock wrote Simlir Code, a song that's actually made for the new year. It talks about Rosh Hashanah. That's Avishai Eshel at JM in the AM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best. And right now their hot dogs are available in every Trader Joe's nationwide. How do you like that? Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. Uh, also, don't forget that our friends at Artscroll uh, allow you to enjoy a 10% discount across the board when you use promo code radio. When you go to artscroll.com, no matter what you're ordering, make sure to use promo code radio. 10% across the board. And the brand new book from the Artscroll Youth Series called Sarah Dreamer, uh, the book by Edith Schottenstein, that's 15% off and free shipping when you use promo code radio. Sarah Dreamer, brand new from the Artscroll Youth Series. 15% free shipping when you use promo code radio. Big shout out to our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens, casinofarms.com, Aaron's West Orange in New Jersey, aaronswestorange.com. Helping everybody prepare for uh, next Friday night. Yeah, a week from tomorrow. It's the brand new year. It's Yuntiv. It's Rosh Hashanah. Make sure when you're in Queens, you stop by Aaron's Casino Farms. Make sure when you're in New Jersey, stop by Aaron's West Orange. It'll be a, a shopping experience like no other. And they have amazing specials, incredible shopping opportunities, and every department chock full of everything you need. So check it out. Again, Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens, Aaron's West Orange in New Jersey. Um, Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM, and Simcha Shron is with us live via telephone. He is coordinator of the Torah Chesed Learnathon that's going to be happening the Thursday night before Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur Sunday night, so the Thursday night of the Aseris Shuva, there is a Learnathon, a unique all night Torah study experience benefiting Klal Yisrael uh, and the benefiting world class Chesed organizations, including Camp Hask. Uh, our place, NCSY, Yacha—they're all beneficiaries of the proceeds of this event. There is a minimum fundraising commitment. We'll talk about that. There's an interesting schedule that's been arranged. Both if there is um, a possibility of in-person learning, and if there's not, it'll be happening on a live stream. Information about all of this and to register—it's thelearnathon.com, thelearnathon.com. Uh, Simcha Shron, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, Nachum. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Nice to speak with you. Tell me about the uh, how this all started, why there is now going to be a Learnathon the Thursday night before Yom Kippur. Sure. So this all started about a year ago. I just returned from Shonabet and Mifaseret. I just started YU Now. And so I had this idea a few months into my year of Shonabet. And I saw that there was this big event in Israel, the Jerusalem Marathon. All the yeshiva seminary students, they all love it. But I noticed that a lot of my friends, they, for whatever reason, they didn't want to participate in the Jerusalem Marathon, but they were still looking for some kind of big event where they could get together with their friends and do something really nice. So I had this idea for a Learnathon, an all-night Learnathon. So 
I reached out to an amazing chesed organization, and together we organized an all-night learnathon for yeshiva students. It was right before Purim. It was probably the very last in-person event right before Corona, um, and we were able to bring together over 300 guys from all the different yeshivas, and we raised close to $200,000 for this chesed organization. Wow. And so, yeah, so I realized, no, this was... Besides the fact that it was a great fundraiser and we were able to bring in some money for this classic organization, everyone had a great time. And I realized that especially now, when there are so many chesed organizations that have been hit so hard that I should maybe try to organize another learnathon. So six months ago, I was planning to do an in-person event, but obviously things did not pan out in the six months following. So I'm still hoping to possibly have an in-person event, and I'm going to make a decision over the next few days. The guidelines are always you know, changing up. Right. So we'll have to see exactly what happens. But either way, we're going to have a huge virtual event for people around the entire world. And um, and, and we should point out, I mean, this is for anybody uh, over the age of 18, and I would assume, based on the way you're describing it, that registration is pretty strong so far? Yeah, thank God. We have uh, lots of people all around the world that are really excited to be a part of this. Well, for some people around the world, it's a lot easier than for others. Those, those who are in the, the Eastern time zone have to stay up all night. I guess there are others who could participate and have a, an easier schedule. Am I right about that? Yeah, so <laughs> we actually came up with we came up with a cool way that we're going to have a different shirim at different times to kind of accommodate for everyone across the world nice. that people can you know tune in at their convenience. Simcha Shrones with us. The Learnathon happens September the 24th, that Thursday night before Yom Kippur. It's a unique all-night Torah learning experience benefiting the uh, the uh, organizations, the Chesed organizations we pointed out earlier. If it was an in-person event, the plan is there'll be a grand dinner buffet starting in Bergen County at 10 p.m. that night, and then, of course, the Shiurim begin with the Rosh Yeshiva, world-class Rabbeim, Mechanchos and speakers, plus an open-based medrash. There'll be a kumzitz at 5.30 in the morning, and then followed by shacharis and the all-you-could-eat hot breakfast buffet. If you do go to the live stream, which, again, is the way you think you're heading now, Simchus Ron, then at 10 o'clock you're actually going to make sure that people have dinner delivered to them, right? That's a commitment you're making, correct? Yes, sir. Shiurim will start at 11 p.m., and then at 5.30 in the morning, that kumzitz with people like Simcha Leiner, Baruch Levine, and David Perlman, even if people are not live and in person, they'll experience that online, which is pretty cool. Good way to good way to end the global live stream learnathon, frankly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so, I mean, should I again assume that there that we're heading in that direction? It looks like this is the way it's going to be, or is there still a possibility that this uh, in person uh, learnathon could happen? So we're doing everything we can to put together a strong in-person event, uh, following all the guidelines. Either way, we're going to be we're committed to that virtual event for everyone across the world. Right. But it is looking like it's going to be virtual. But like you said, we took all the benefits of an in-person event: the food, the that we're sending people swag like hoodies. We're sending, uh, we're having the concert and everything. We took all the benefits of an in-person event and put them in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, it's funny. You know, you mentioned the marathon before. Uh, the truth is they have food, swag, and kumzitzes there as well. Maybe not as many inspiring shiurim, but, uh, you know, you add that component, and you've really given everybody who wants to be part of an event like this everything they could possibly want, which is really cool. Uh, there are special fundraising incentives, right? Those are still in effect, correct? Of course. 
Uh, they include, according to the notes I have here, gift cards and AirPods and uh, Apple Watches and round-trip tickets to Israel. We should all be able to travel there very quickly. Uh, there is a minimum fundraising commitment, and there is an opportunity for everybody to uh, uh, to get information. Go to the following website, thelearnathon.com, thelearnathon.com. You could register, and you could be part of a very very inspiring night, and uh, this is unique. You know, there are a lot of things that have happened so far over uh, over Zoom, over virtual live streams, etc. I don't know if we've uh, learned of an actual, you know, all night learnathon that's gone on. So, uh, you know, kudos for that that you've thought of and uh, implemented a unique idea here during this uh, era. Thank you, and obviously, it's it's tough with things going on now, so we have to get a little creative. Yeah. But I'm hoping that people have a great time that night. Should be interesting, and it does, as I said, it, it does include some really nice components, including dinner and the kumzits and the wonderful shiurim from people who are uh, uh, ready to inspire. And I'm sure the fact that it's before Yom Kippur will give everybody an opportunity to really uplift themselves spiritually. I'm sure it's part of the reason uh, that you made this uh, on the Thursday night before Yom Kippur. Yeah, I think... After a year like this, it just feels like there's so much separation and divide. I think it's so important if we can bring Klai Yisrael together in an unbelievable show of achdus, people learning Torah, people giving tzedakah, and to do all that going into Yom Kippur, going into the new year, I think that's really just going to be the best chus we can all have after a crazy year like this. Well said, Simcha Shron. Congratulations and good luck with this. I hope your registration goes through the roof. Everybody visit thelearnathon.com, thelearnathon.com for details. Simcha, happy, healthy, sweet New Year, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Simcha Shron, he coordinates The Learnathon. Information at thelearnathon.com. 22 minutes before 9 o'clock. It's more, or we have more, rather, coming up at JM in the AM. Hashem, 
Oh, no. 
Besoid 
J.M. in the A.M., that is a uh, selection from Nachas called Aida. Neshama done by Yoli Greenfeld, Sandy Shmueli in there with Yossis. Hashem Malach, that's Isaac Beton, and of course, the Lule Hamanti, who else but Diaspora here at J.M. in the A.M. Keep in mind, we have an amazing day of programming. Thursdays are like that, always amazing. Uh, coming up next, Charlie Harari, then you'll hear Michael Fragan, then you'll hear Allison Josephs. Miriam L. Wallach has a unique live That's Life today, and I am part of it, and I thank her for that, uh, both myself and Dr. Jonathan Pillay. Uh, both of us lead uh, uh, lead services on Rosh Hashanah, and she's going to ask us about the uniqueness of preparing this year. Tough Shin Pei Aleph. 
um, with the whole corona situation, etc. Live lunch should be interesting today. Remember, the wedding was a week ago. Live lunch should be very interesting today. If you like that, uh, if you like all the behind-the-scenes stuff here at the Nahum Siegel Network. So I suggest you tune in. I don't, know, I don't know how much music we'll get to, but it should be a very interesting conversation about what's happened over the last week or two. And tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, a brand-new edition of the Erev Shabbos Show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, hosted by Mark Zamek. Repeated, encored at 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Friday. And why is it significant? Because Mark's going to be counting down his top 10 Shiva Denechemta, seven consolatory Haftorah um, uh, songs. Songs of the Shiva Denechemta. He'll count down the top 10. Should be very, very interesting. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network. And, of course, on the beloved MSN app. Wraps up a great Thursday morning. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you don't receive our daily thread, email Avrami, AF, at NahumSingle.com. Um... Also, keep in mind, many of you already have gotten our Rosh Hashanah mailing asking you to be as generous as possible in supporting JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Please respond either by mail or by going to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and get the brand new year off to a great start for us and for you. And we greatly appreciate it. Have a fabulous Thursday. Stay tuned in. No need to touch that dial now until candlelighting time. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.